Friday, everyone. I'm your host for the episode, the lovely Cassidy. And I am your co-host, Kyle. Why the hell was James Franco in this movie, Clifford? (laughs) And this is Is Date Date Night. If you're new here, what we do is we go out, have ourselves a little date night, and watch a movie. And today's movie was my pick, and we're going to be talking about... Never been kissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but before we get into the movie, we like to talk about our date night. Our date night. And this week was a little weird for us. We watched this movie on Tuesday, yep. which was my day off from work this week, because we had a wedding to attend this weekend. Yep. It's been almost a full week since we watched this movie. Yes. Just because we couldn't, we had no time to watch it this last weekend, which I'm glad we didn't because it was been trying to do way too much. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been fucking beat. Yeah. So we had a wedding to attend back in Maine this weekend. Yep. In the middle of Hurricane Lee, mm-hmm. which ended up not being so bad. In our area, at least. Yeah. Like it, was, it was actually like, the it was a sprinkle here and there, which was very nice. It wasn't, it wasn't bad at all. And then it was the wind that was just brutal. Yeah. Because the wedding was outside on the roof somewhere. Yes, the and so the wind was a bit crazy. The last I heard that they weren't weren't going to do the ceremony outside, but ended up clearing off, and the sun yeah. was actually out. Ended up being a beautiful day minus the wind, like it was yeah. gorgeous. But it was super windy on the rooftop. But we were only up there for like fifteen minutes, right? And then the rest of the wedding was in a bowling alley, which I never would have thought to do, but was actually like super super fun. A great time. And I didn't even know, okay, so we've lived in that area. We lived in that area before we moved for a year. Yeah. And I granted, Portland's not like a massive city or anything. And you probably, you know, it's not like it would take you a year to figure out where all the cool spots are. But how the hell have we, did we live there for a year and not know that place I existed? knew about that place. We just well, never went. Why didn't you tell me? I would have loved to go there. That place was awesome. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was, if you've ever heard of it, it's Bayside Bowl in Portland. Portland, Maine. People are probably like, you fucking morons. Everyone knows Bayside Bowl. What are you talking about? And yeah, it was super fun. I've never thought to like bowl during a wedding, but it kind of broke up like... The waiting. Gave, yeah. It gave us stuff to do in between like them taking pictures and then like waiting for food to be served. Like yeah. it was just a lot of fun. Which to be fair, they had a good paced schedule too. Like we didn't... Yeah. Even, even when we were bowling, it's not like you got more than like two or three frames before they were like, okay, everyone come on back for what the next part. Yeah. And then we, you know, went back to bowling and they let us do what we wanted. Then we came back over and it was just nice to not have to sit there yeah, and like there no mingle around. and wait too long. You know what yeah. I mean? They were right to it. Yeah. I mean, everything was said and done by seven and we were dancing from seven till 11, basically. Yep. So yeah, congratulations to my cousin Skye and her lovely wife, Hannah. Yes. Shout out Skye shout and out Hannah. for having such a fun wedding. We had a blast. It was a blast. Great time. When we went bowling... What happened, babe? Okay, so uh, if this was wee bowling, I just want to say it wouldn't have been close. <laughs> I would have dog walked you, okay? Mm, you got lucky. Sure your boy, thing. Your boy had a few drinks. Sure thing, babe. And he gets bad at everything when he has a few drinks. And when you have a few drinks, you tend to be a little better at things. <laughs> um, but yeah, I haven't thrown a bowling ball or rolled a bowling ball or whatever. The you were throwing them. Is. Yeah, no, you threw them. <laughs> you were like 10 feet from away. Like She's like... Get, grabs the bowling ball off of like the rack and then just fucking threw it like a softball as hard as she I could. Throw, she, she was like 10 feet away from the line she was supposed to throw it at and I was like, how are you getting strikes right now? What is happening? Hey, you gave away what, what my lead up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but, but I haven't bowled in like 10 years and we start our game and I pick up my ball and I just huck it down the lane 
strike. And I was like, what the heck? Like, oh my God, I haven't bowled in forever. Next, next time I, I step up to bat, strike. Mm-hmm. But then from there, it kind of dwindled down. You ended up winning the first game. You beat me by like a good 20 points yeah. in the first game. And then in the second game, your boy came back. And I was had too many drinks at that point. Yeah. And I was starting to even. I was like, had evened out. I was like, all right, if we're going to fucking bowl, we're going to bowl, baby. Let's get sober. I was smacking myself in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I was throwing water on my face. I was like, you don't ever let her beat you at bowling. Yeah. This is your game. Also, her and I are very competitive. Yes. But here's the problem with us being so competitive is we're, we're both very competitive with each other specifically. But I'm an ass that likes to leave things always sort of in the middle. We've gone mini golfing, bowling. We've played board games, card games. We always tie. And I never will play the the final game just to bother her. (laughs) Like right now, we're tied 2-2 in mini golf. Bowling, it's one-to-one. Golf, I'm pretty sure we're tied at. Not the, like the card game golf. But like I always love leaving it right, right in the middle. I think it's so much fun. (laughs) <laughs> the other favorite part about my, about the wedding, the taco bar. Yeah, they had a taco bar. That was nice. It was, I'm again, I never thought a taco bar at a wedding, but it was delicious. It was everything I needed it to be. So good. This is the second wedding that we've been to this year where it was like sort of serve yourself food. Yeah. And I, I love that over like, do you want fish or do you want chicken? Because... At least you have one, a little, like a few more variety of, of options, mm-hmm. but also I can just go get what I want and it's food I enjoy. Like it was at, at Katie's wedding, it was barbecue. Holy hell, that was delicious. Yeah. At Sky and Hannah's, it was tacos and then like finger foods to like lead up to that. And then for dessert, it was whoopie pies, lemon bars. I mean, you name it, they had it for dessert. And mm-hmm. I just prefer that a lot, I think, over the you, you RSVP, so we know if you want chicken and asparagus or salmon and broccoli you know what i mean yeah so it was just i prefer that i do i do like that a lot yeah it was good and then me and kyle danced the night away kyle may have outdanced me i did i can't believe i'm admitting that on live podcast <laughs> i'm leaving that in i'm leaving it in i'm cutting it out and sending it to myself so i'm gonna make it my ringtone every time someone calls me or texts me it's gonna go uh kyle outdanced me kyle did he outdanced me i i'm a girl i will be on the dance floor the entire time at a wedding mm-hmm. the entire time I got tired out. Yeah. And Kyle was dragging me back on the dance floor. I was like, you need to get up right now. This is my song. The spirit is flowing through me. We need to break it down. (laughs) I did end up with a massive blister on the sides of my toes because dress shoes aren't meant uh, to be worn when you're jumping up and down. You gotta go barefoot, baby. Yeah, you went barefoot. That was a brave move considering all the spilled drinks. (laughs) But uh, I was wearing the dress shoes and like I felt it. You know how like when you're when you're feeling good. And you feel your feet hurt. Like, you know your feet hurt. And the next morning, the blister. I woke up and I was like, like my head was fine. Wasn't hungover at all. My stomach felt fine. Like, it was my feet. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I did not realize they hurt this bad. And I looked down, just fat old blister on the side of my foot. I was like, yeah, <laughs> get that out of here. Don't ever look at it. We won't bring up the fact that Kyle was dragging me back on the dance floor because he was too embarrassed to dance by himself but i danced for a little bit without you i mean i danced with your cousins for a little while without you but i was always in like i was orbiting in the vicinity of you because you were sitting down near the dance floor and i was like no more than like two arms lengths away just in case i don't know the song i can just like mosey off and no one will notice but it was fun yeah we had a good time and it's sort of fitting for the movie we watched you know what i mean yeah like it's a romantic comedy 
And this was a very romantic time. Mm-hmm. And so I think like you picking this and then heading into a wedding was just... I'm not going to say the wedding. I'm not going to rate the wedding, you know, but uh, it's a lot better than the movie. The, the <laughs> wedding was better than the movie, I'll tell you that. The wedding was a blast. <laughs> yeah. It was sure. a lot of fun. I guess without further ado, let's get into talking about the movie. 17. I'm 17. <laughs> of course. She's never been hip. Oh. This is where the stories are. She's never been cool. You'll become friends with these people. Houston, Kristen, Gibby. What's up, girlfriends? Are you in special ed? And she's never been sexy. You will party with them. You'll rave with them. You're going to get jiggy with them. Until now. All you need is one person to think you're cool and you're in. You can't just come in here, be popular in one day. All right, so... We're, we've added yet another segment to this podcast. The, the layers just get thicker and thicker. We just keep getting ideas, keep popping into Kyle's head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the, seg- the new segment for this podcast, I'm going to set a 30-second timer. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you have 30 seconds to explain the movie to me. Yes. But not a second over. Yes. I think I will be... I'm going to give you a guess. I think I'm going to finish with, I think I'm going to finish it in 18 seconds. You think so? Yes. And then I will give you a rating. Yeah. On how good I think your synopsis is. Okay. I like that. I like that. Can I give away, I don't want to give, like we won't spoil anything in this. This is just like synopsis events, right? Like what the, okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Kind of like what you'd read in like a IMDB or letterboxed synopsis. I got this. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm feeling good, baby. Let's do this. You tell me when. 30 seconds on the clock. Okay. Start in three, two, one. Drew Barrymore stars in this movie, and she is a line editor or a copy editor for a newspaper. She would love to be a field reporter, but her boss doesn't believe she has it in her. Well, the job opportunity comes up because someone is fired, and they need someone to go into the field and cover an undercover story. That story is going back to high school. Drew Barrymore agrees to go back to high school. And she has never been kissed before. So her big goal here is to get a kiss. And somehow in here we lose the fact she's trying to write an article and gain the fact that she has fallen in love. One second. No, I didn't it took me 29 seconds. 29 seconds. Yo, that's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. I thought I was gonna knock that shit out of the park in like 10 seconds flat. I was so excited for that buzzer to go off. I was like, there's no he's no way he's gonna wrap this up. (laughs) <laughs> oh man, I had to leave out some stuff that we'll get into for sure when we talk about this. But I think I, I thought that was I thought I was like rolling. I was like I must have ten seconds left. No, like I didn't hit eighteen, but I definitely have at least ten. <laughs> no, wow. one second. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> I'm gonna give that synopsis a three. Three? Why? It felt very rushed at the end. It has to be rushed at the end. I had one second left. You didn't know that. I know, but I felt yeah. I guess you not, gave but. me a lot of detail in the beginning. And then rushed through the end. Only, I only rushed to the end because I didn't want to bring up talking points because I have a lot of thoughts. You have a lot of thoughts. Yes. <laughs> so three out of five, that hurts. Yeah, it's a three. Okay. And I will not change it. Wow. What if <laughs> What if I give you a kiss? What if I tell you I love you and that you're pretty? Can I at least get 3.5? <laughs> <laughs> Zero because I don't like bribery. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. Oh, that's great. But yeah, so never been kissed. I'll read the actual synopsis yes. from Letterboxd. Okay. 
1999 movie with Drew Barrymore. Josie Geller, a baby-faced junior copywriter at the Chicago Sun-Times, must pose as a student at her former high school to research contemporary teenage culture. With the help of her brother Rob, Josie infiltrates the inner circle of the most popular clique on campus, but she hits a major snag in her investigation, not to mention her own failed love life when she falls for her dreamy English teacher, Sam Coulson. This has to probably be the longest synopsis I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's a very long synopsis. That took you 48 seconds. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I know, you should have timed me. <laughs> oh, man. No, I mean, I feel like even, even in that, it doesn't explain that. Like, I feel like the plot of the movie, everything you read is, oh, she's going undercover to infiltrate them. But she hardly does that. And we'll talk about that later. I won't get into it now, but like, it feels like you're getting a different movie than the synopsis is. And trailer even made it seem like you were going to get. You yeah. know what I mean? Like even the trailer made it seem like you were going to get this crazy article about one thing. And then it turns into something else. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that later. I'm jumping ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry I'm late. <laughs> oh yeah. Well I'm sorry. I forgot to take my hot flash medication today. <laughs> oh, please sit. Josie. Right. Mi casa e su casa. <laughs> that is so sad. I know, like five chickens had to die just so she could look that stupid. But yeah, Josie is 25 years old and she's never been kissed. Mm-hmm. Josie, I may get hate for saying this, Josie is pathetic. Yes. Are we jumping into what we think now? We are jumping into okay. our, our first. Josie is... Josie's a hard-to-watch character. Yeah. There's clumsy and there's like endearing clumsy where someone does something and you're like, they're trying their best and it's... It just endears you to them. It softens you on them. But it has to be like a specific amount. And Josie, it was everything. She was so pathetic. She couldn't do anything without embarrassing herself or making herself the butt of the joke. Mm -hmm. And it was so hard to watch to the point where I was cringing away from the movie and not in like a good, fun office way. Like where in the office you cringe, but you laugh. This was just so cringy. And I also think it's partly because... I don't think Drew Barrymore is all that great of an actress. I really don't. I really don't. And this just proves that she it just lacks the it factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's silly and goofy in real life and that's fun. But like translate that to the screen and it's just not. It doesn't work. Yeah. She's too quirky. She's, it's like, yeah, there's, too, there's quirky and then there's just sad. Right. She's not endearing at all. And there's the cat ladies, and then and then you feel kind of bad for them. You're like, oh, they need someone in their life to not be a cat lady. And then there's Drew Barrymore's, uh, and then there's what's her name in this? Josie. Josie, who's just so pathetic. You're like, yeah, dude, you will never yeah. find love. You will never find love. It's just like she can't say anything without making it awkward or embarrassing. Right. It's like she sits down. These people are nice enough to like. She goes to a bar, and she's underage, you know, quote unquote underage, so she can't drink. So she goes and sits in this section. And these men who are smoking weed and eating special brownies are like, you can come hang out with us, you know? Mm-hmm. Even that, when she gets up, they're like, oh my God, thank God, we can't stand her. To the point where when she gets up, someone else slides into her seat and the other one like daps him up thanking him for taking the spot because she's so insufferable. Yeah. Like, I'm glad she's never been kissed at 25. She's just weird, <laughs> bro. You don't, like everyone deserves to be kissed except for Josie from Never Been Kissed. It makes sense. It makes sense. I'm sorry. It does. Like, even when she's supposed to be like a cool popular girl, right? Mm-hmm. And she goes to the school. She cut, she like, um, she wears this scarf thing. And remember the pink, what is that? Is it a scarf? Like the pink thing she had and she locks it into the car door and she oh, walks away and it tears off and she doesn't even notice. So that's when she first 
goes back to high school and she hasn't tried to transform into the cool girl yet. Right. I'm saying like she thought she was going to be cool. So it's already feather boa. Right. So I think like what I'm saying is like she already thought she was going to be cool and it was pathetic to see that because you just know it's not. Mm -hmm. But then she thinks she's hot shit and then that happens to her and she just doesn't notice that she's so like she doesn't understand that she is so sad. Yeah. And And hard to look at. She's wearing all white and she tries to sit with the popular girls at lunch and she spills her chocolate milk on her white pants. Right. Right. She's just like... It's just overboard. It's overboard. She's so clumsy. It's too much. You can do that and have it be like, ah, oh, poor thing. Like, if she wasn't so pathetic heading into that, you could be like, oh, that's so sad. One or two or three of these things put together make a character you endear, you're endeared to and you're like, I would like to see you win. I want to mm-hmm. see you get that kiss. You compile 80, 90, 90 minutes of just that. And you're rooting against them at this yeah. point. You're like, yes, be mean to this girl. God. But yeah. So then it, it literally almost turns into like a mean girl situation where Josie, she makes, meets this friend that's also quirky and weird and she invites her to be friends and they would actually be real life friends. Yeah. But for the article, Josie feels like she has to get in with the popular crowd. She's told she's got to get in with the Even popular Even though crowd. I think it'd make just as good of an article if you learn about like the underdogs of high school. Right. You write an article about that. Right. But so she thinks she has to get him to the popular crowd. She enlists her brother's help, which is also just another also weird just fold another in this weird movie. Weird fold in this movie because he's now enrolled in this high school. Is no one at this school doing background as checks on as any a of these 23 people? Twenty-three-year-old. What is happening? And he's just there for a good time. Right. He's not there for any other reason, and that I think that's what makes it feel really inappropriate. His his goal is to go play minor league baseball after his senior year of high school. Bro, you're 23. Yeah. They're going to do background checks on you. For some reason, this high school didn't, but the MLB will, and they're yeah. going to find out, and you're going to end up going to jail, my guy, okay? Yeah. But so, yeah, she starts like hanging out with the cool kids and starts ignoring the people that took her in originally, and then that just gives you another reason to not like her. Which, I will say that, like, that part is realistic of a high schooler. They get accepted into, like, the cool crowd and they blow their friends off. That doesn't... It sucks, but that sort of actually is, like, a natural progression that kind of makes sense. What doesn't make sense is that she's, like, one of the most popular girls in school all of a sudden, yet still... Weird! Weird and clumsy. And so you're like, this isn't realistic. And if you think we're being bullies... To Josie and you haven't seen this movie, go watch this movie, please. Because no one like Josie exists in real life. No. There's no one this pathetic anywhere. No. I'm sorry. There's just not. But it's also just weird that she uses her brother and he comes in and he's talking about how cool she is and how they dated and how yeah. she like, like, that's still your sister. Strange. Just strange. You shouldn't be talking about like how great she was in bed she She tells everyone how great she was in bed and it's like that's your it's fucking weird bro sister not that they know that but you know that and you're still saying those Mm -hmm. things yeah so i feel like josie in this movie it just misses the mark because it starts to feel like she's not even paying attention to her article anymore right she's just trying to redo high school yes she wants to be a cool kid she had a terrible high school experience and now she wants to redo it and that's what it feels like like for most of the movie it doesn't even feel like she's trying to even find an article to write right like you get little tiny tiny sections where she's like what about this what about this and like pitching these ideas and they're all terrible because she's not actually trying to do the work to do the article she's just living high school again she's just going to high school again why did she write multiple articles prior to the undercover one about high schoolers remember She's already in the school. She's infiltrated the the mathematics team or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
she has an article about those kids in the newspaper and her boss says, we don't need this. No one cares about the nerds. You need to get in with the cool kids. How is no one already putting this together? True. That there's a grown woman in the school doing articles on the mathematics the teams. the newspapers. Someone's parents probably saw that. They You're don't telling know me. that she, that's her. I know, but it just felt weird. And also, like, why would you have your person who's on this crazy undercover assignment be writing multiple articles prior to? Also, she went by the name Josie Geller. Right. That's her real name. Oh, yeah. She that's went to point. that high that's, school. That's a great point. Only seven years ago. That is a great there point. There would be some of the same staff there. All of the same staff, most likely. It was the 90s. Teachers she didn't leave their jobs. She went to that you know? high school seven years ago. That's a very good point that I didn't think and of. And she used the same exact name. I don't care how dorky and undis- yeah. ind- like indis- indiscreet discreet, discreet. <laughs> you, you were in high school. Someone's going to know you. Also, someone is bound to have been in her graduating class or prior to her graduating class or right after her graduating class that would come back to the school to work as a teacher or something. Yeah. You're telling me the school's massive and you're telling me that no one in that school came back? No, her. Fuck that, dude. I didn't think of the Josie Geller thing. It would make way more sense. Are you sure she used the name Josie Geller? Yeah. She's only listed as having one name. You're right. Yeah. If That's we missed that, if we missed that and she did change her name, good. If if we're if we're right on that, then shame on them. Like you have to at least be going to high school in a different state. Right. To get away with that for sure. Then you're like for and sure. then her brother comes, it's like if people didn't know her, they knew him. Right, because he was only five years ago. Yeah, and he was a popular kid. Right. So people would definitely know him. He played sports. The lunch lady watching him eat that coleslaw bag is probably like, I watched you do this five <laughs> years ago, bro. I remember you. What are you doing here? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just think that the movie got lost in... It could have picked one lane or the other because the article took such a backseat to her reliving her high school years, which is fine if we had gotten more of the article throughout. We got literally, like you said, a blurb here, a blurb there, and a blurb at the end to remind you that that's what this was. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like everything in between, most of the movie is her just being like, do I... Date the high school guy named Guy, or do I date my high school English teacher who's my age but doesn't know he's my age? Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's just like the whole movie it loses focus. It's all over the place. It's very disjointed, in my opinion. Yeah, at no point do you ever see her doing like actual research. Never. But you mentioned Guy. Guy. Guy and Sam. First off, it's just weird that this twenty-five-year-old. Shows up to the high school and immediately gets goo goo for the high school boy. Right. Because it reminds her of the guy that she... Billy. The, Billy, the guy from when she was in high school seven years ago that <laughs> she had a crush on. Right. But it's like, girlfriend, you are a 25-year-old. You're supposed to be undercover on this job right. to get the deets. You're not here to get a crush on a high school age man. It was strange when that scene happens when Guy walks in and she's like, I live in Billy. And they're like, what? And she's like, Bali. But Guy in her mind looks like Billy. Yeah. That scene was so strange to me because it's just like, that is a child. He's he's 17 at best 18. And still in high school and you are a grown woman. You should not be in any way trying to attract the, the boys. I know the whole point is, I know the whole point is that she... The whole point of this movie is that there are people in life who missed out on high school so much that they can't let it go. And so they 
Sam, her teacher, is brought in to be like, this is what life can be like for you outside of high school. Yes. Lovely. Her brother, same thing. You peaked in high school. Your life doesn't have any meaning in your eyes because you peaked in high school, so you go back. Yeah. It's all about growing. The whole movie is about growing up and shedding your high school skin. Yeah. I understand that. Lovely message. The problem is how you got to the message. You had her almost hook up with a 17-year-old, and then you had her almost hook up with her professor or her teacher during her time when he thought she was an undercover or an underaged adult. Yes. That's terrible storytelling. It's illegal. Right. If you wanted to tell the story, you could have had her fucking meet Billy. Yes. You know what I mean? Christ. Yes. It feels very illegal. It feels very legal. And I got to tell you, if I had to pick Guy or Sam, if someone was like, ooh, who was like the crush? I would say neither. Single forever. Yeah. Because both of them have weird connotations with them. Yes, because first off, Josie is like this underage guy. And then Sam likes Josie. You can tell he likes Josie. He doesn't know she's underage. He, so he literally is attracted to this supposedly underage high school age girl. girl. Right. And the thing is, he tells her to call him Sam. And they get on the fierce, the Ferris wheel together because he feels bad she's alone. And um, tells her that when she graduates, all the boys will be all over her. They'll be lining up the block because she has a nice brain. And all this stuff. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be saying that. I'm your teacher. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're a teacher. And second, anyone at that fair who saw him get on... It's a school fair. Anyone who saw him get on that Ferris wheel, Ferris wheel with her alone mm-hmm. is immediately questioning him after he gets off. Why yes. were you alone with her? Yes. The students are literally chanting that he's hooking up with her on the Ferris wheel. Mm-hmm. No. Yes. I'm sorry. It's fucking weird. Yeah. And there's a lot of like shows and movies and stuff where... I can ignore it more, like 21 Jump Street. Same thing happens. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Same thing happens in 21 Jump Street. And I love that movie. What's his face? Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah. Gets in a relationship with Brie Larson, who is high God, school. God, I didn't even think of that. But for some Ugh. reason, in that movie, you don't notice it as much. Why is that? I'm actually bothered I that I like didn't put... Because the character I kept going to is Ezra. Ezra, Ezra Miller on Pretty Little Liars. Because that, from the His moment... His not Ezra Miller. No, oh, did I say Ezra Miller? Yeah. Who's Ezra Miller? Oh, the actor. Duh. <laughs> Ezra no, Fitz. Ezra Fitz. With Arya. The moment he's on screen and we find out he's the teacher, I told Cass, I am highly uncomfortable with this. And I wish they would just stop with this then, relationship. That one didn't bother me either. It bothered me a lot. <laughs> but for some reason, the Jonah Hill one didn't. Yeah. And I think it might be because Jonah Hill's ugly. And I was just like... or I'm not saying Jonah Hill's ugly. But in that movie, he's made out to be like this ugly nerd. And he's not pathetic, and you're kind of rooting for him, but also gross. And disappointed in myself that I didn't connect that dot, and really happy you brought that up. Because that is uncomfortable. Yeah. Brie Larson is a minor. Yes. And Jonah Hill is but trying... for some reason, I loved that movie, and have never really been like, ew, gross. But this movie, right. I immediately was like, this is weird. Uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable now. Especially with Rob, and the, uh, the yeah, little girl that he's That was disgusting. Kind of. Because and he like, keeps... I'm ready to have sex. And he keeps saying, I'll see you on cell block C to his sister, insinuating yeah. he understands that this is illegal. Yeah. What he's doing is highly illegal and could land him in jail and he's still willing to potentially do it. Mm-hmm. Fucking gross. Fucking gross. Yeah. I'm sorry. This movie is, I have not a lot of great things to say about this movie. This movie is highly, highly uncomfortable and they could have done this in so many different ways. She didn't have to be with 
guy. They could have had. She could have just been trying to get in with the girls' group. Right. They didn't need the love interest there. There didn't need to be a love interest in high school. Or she could have maybe, if she did have a love interest in in Sam, the teacher, have Sam rebuff her and be like, "You are a child." Yes. And then when she when it all comes out in the end that she is a grown woman, she could even put in an article that she tried to hook up with the professor or the teacher and didn't because he refused. Right. And then he'd be like, "Oh, she's an adult. Okay." Instead, he's the other way around. He's mad when he finds out she's. Not underage. What? Yes. I think in order to have this movie be less uncomfortable, she needs to not go into high school and immediately find a male interest right. in a high schooler. She needs to not have a male date to prom. Exactly. They're all high school children. Right. And... Go with your friends. Right. Just go with the girls. Right. They all went together. All the all those little kids went together. prom queen. So strange. So strange. Yeah, like infiltrate, go in with the nerds and get scoop, like scoop the popular kids that way. Yeah, I agree. There are ways you can and, make this movie work without um, having yeah, the, the other gross thing is that predator Sam factor. Needs to like maybe he notices her, but there he cannot spend as much time with her right. as he does. And if he does spend time with her, like they could even have like like even if they were like we need to have them interact more. Okay, he still has to be like I am an adult and you are a child and put her in her place. Yes, he broke up with his. Girlfriend, fiance of five years because she wanted to move to New York and he said he didn't want to grow up. Yeah. What the fuck does that tell you when a grown man says he doesn't want to grow up and is hanging out with a 17-year-old that is his student? He's a predator, sweetie. Yeah. He's gonna, if he's done it once, he's almost done it once with you thinking you were a minor. Odds are he's going to do it again. Yeah. They need a follow-up to this and it should be just called like never been to jail. And it should be her not going to jail and her husband going to jail because he had sex with a minor. Yeah. And her dealing with that. Because what the fuck? <laughs> and I just wonder if, like, the reason, like, this movie is like this is because it was made in 1999. Right. And it's been 24 years since then. And I feel like people our age are a little bit more, I don't want to say woke, but woke about this type of shit. Yeah. It's not funny to us. Because this shit does actually happen. And I think in the 90s they knew it happened, but it was still like a, like a dirty more, secret you shouldn't yeah, talk about. it was about. way more taboo. I mean, you got away with a lot more. I mean, if we're being honest, if we watch this in the 90s and without any of this mindset, there's a chance that maybe we do like it a little more. But with how much uh, more awareness was brought to these types of situations and how predatory grown men and grown women can be towards children... I mean, I, I think it's impossible to watch this movie with blinders on saying, okay, I'm going to watch this like I'm in 1999. Because some things, some movies I watch like that, like Alien, I watched that the other day for like the 500th time. Mm-hmm. It's made like 1970-something. Mm-hmm. I put myself as best I can, granted I wasn't alive, but I remind myself, these are the movies that came out around this time. This is the era we're in. I can't do that with a movie like this. It's mm-hmm. fucking weird, man. It is uncomfortable. Yeah. It is. It's weird. This movie has many factors that are just uncomfortable and they do not work they just don't work and the title honestly like never been kissed like i feel like it's the point of this movie is supposed to be that she's a woman that is like out for her first kiss because she's never been kissed before because she was a fucking nerd right but you honestly don't get that until the very end i feel like this movie got confused yeah it's never been kissed but the whole point is she needs to write an article and the kiss is some. You know, the kiss is supposed to be like a background thing, mm-hmm. but it turns out to be the whole thing. The article means nothing, but the article is also the most important thing that she does at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like we just, it's just this movie is not good. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not. And, and she just wasn't kissed because she was a nerd. She was kissed because she's fucking pathetic. 
<laughs> she want like there's a like when you, people can smell desperation, and when you are as desperate as as Josie is or was, people know, and it just makes you come across as like sad, and no one wants that energy around them, man. Like they just don't. And I'm sorry, Josie looked like she smelled like hot dog water. I'm gonna say it. She looked like she smelled bad, and people like people who smell good. So you don't even like just smell good, girl. And you look like you smell like hot dog water. I'm sorry. Oh. You're you're getting off on a tangent. It's true though. She um, looks she looks like she smells bad. But yeah, I feel like at the end you're supposed to just forgive all of the grossness that went on throughout the movie. And you just I just can't like mm. it's great. Sam like forgives her for not being 17. He's like, you lied to me. Um, yeah, dude. She was a minor and you, you ran away. You so, should be relieved. I mean, you think he'd be so relieved that he's like, oh my God, like, th- thank God I'm not actually attracted to a 17 year old. Like, I'm attracted to her because she is my age. Older. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She has the mindset and the intellect of right. someone that's older. But he's just so mad. Right. And then he finally comes around, but it's like, you can't forgive him because he found, he was mad when she found, he found out that right. she was not underaged. Most normal people would be relieved. You'd be relieved. Mm-hmm. And so at that point you, you can't really forgive him because of how inappropriate their entire relationship yeah. was throughout the movie. Like it wasn't just glimpses of like him, like glancing at her for too long or like you, you needed to see more of him turning her down to know that he isn't like. A predator. What teacher also in their right mind in the middle of class says, are you sure you're 17? Yeah. The fuck are you talking about, dude? Yeah. Just just awful. So yeah, this movie was un- uncomfortable. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but Can I ask I you a question yeah, real quick? go for it. As a rom-com, or this is a romantic comedy, and you sort of like rom-coms and I, stuff, yeah. just briefly, um, would you even consider this a romantic comedy? No. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. There's hardly... Like, the romance is half-baked. Mm-hmm. It's creepy. And the comedy is just, look how pathetic she is. It's yeah. sad. That's not it's funny. It's cringy comedy. Exactly. And I'm not a big fan. It's not funny. Like, there's cringy comedy, The Office, Parks and Recs. Those things work because the characters are likable. Then there's this, which is just pathetic and cringy because the characters aren't likable. Mm-hmm. And so... And none of the characters are redeemable. The only redeemable character in this, and I'm going to butcher her name in my opinion, is Aldis. The girl that accepts uh, Josie in when she comes to school. That girl is the only girl in the entire movie, only character in the entire movie that has any sort of redeeming quality that I was like, okay, she seems like she is a well-adjusted human being. Everyone else is just fucked up. All of them. All of them. Yeah. I, yeah. So I'm even sorry I went on that. But the girls at the school are just—they're not even cool. Right. They're so fucking dumb. They're fucking dumb and they're weird. They're not and... even cool. <laughs> yeah. They're dumb. Yeah. As rom com, as far as rom com goes, I just couldn't get into this. No, it was not. There was not enough romance. The romance that there was was just gross and icky and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So. And the comedy just hinged comedy on her being was dumb. Just cringy. Yeah. It was just not. And I like Drew Barrymore. I do. There are a lot of movies of hers that I do truly like. This was not one of them. <laughs> and when I was... I literally looked up, like, best romantic comedies of all time. And this was up there? This was in up there. That's psychotic. And I don't get it. No, because there's inappropriate, yucky romance and bad comedy. And also, we'll get, we're going to add another thing into our ratings later. We're going to add a whole other segment to that. But we'll get into, like, what this was rated on Letterboxd. And I don't understand how that made it onto, this, onto that list. Like best romantic yeah. comedy. That doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry I cut you off there. You're going to ask a question. So now that we've talked about the cringiness <laughs> of this movie and going back to high school and getting into 
to hang out with high schoolers when you're not a high school age right. person anymore. Would you ever go back in school in a situation like this? <laughs> Absolutely not. Not as a student. No. And here's why. Not because because I would have the ability to not get involved with my teachers or fellow students in any way like that. It's main it is because I just can't stand being around teenage kids that long. Yeah. They're just teenage kids and they, they are what they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to be like that. I just don't want to be around it. Yeah. I'm older than Josie was when she went back to, to school. And you could pay me enough. If someone was like, here's $10 million, I'd be like, yes, obviously I'll go back to school. But most people could not afford to pay me to go back to school yeah. to do this. There's no job in the world. So I'm thinking about like the reason that 21 Jump Street is easier to excuse. And I think it's because they go back not to infiltrate high school and ride a, and like literally like stalk and like, not stalk, but like get the dirt on high school. This is a great point. I know. Yeah. They go back in there because high schoolers are dying from doing drugs yes. and they're trying to find the source of where the drugs are coming from. I could not agree more with you. That is a great way to put it. So like their reason for enrolling into high school is that the safety of the students not to get the dirt on the students. Yeah. The one of them is to like save the students and the other is to literally throw them under the bus. Yeah. And one of them has connotations of romance. 21 Jump Street the synopsis has nothing to do with romance. It's yeah. not even a romantic movie. It's a comedy. Whereas this is a romantic comedy. She goes back to high school. And I think that's also where you kind of get a little more forgiveness. Because you're like, he's not actually trying to get anything. Whereas she is. He's trying to save kids. And she's trying to but out Jonah, them for some reason. Jonah Hill does get a little lost. He does get a little lost. But their reason for being there... It makes more sense. Is more forgiving than Josie Geller's. Actually, to answer your question... If someone said, do you, if, if you were to go back to school in this situation, you need to write an article about these kids, I'd say no. But if they were like, you need to go back to school to like stop a, like a, literally a drug that is melting their brains and forcing them to commit suicide, essentially. Uh, yeah, I would go back to school for that. It's yes. the, the specific reason in this movie yes. that I would not go back to school. I'm not writing an article on these kids. Let them be kids. But if they're doing drugs that are killing them, then yeah, okay. Yes. The difference is you have to go in with a mindset of like, sure, you can befriend these people but there can be no romance whatsoever yeah agreed that's a good question i'm glad you asked and a great point you just made that's a fantastic point yeah mm -hmm. so if i was ever writing an article and they're like we need you to go to high school and like write an article on the high school life i would do it but not as a student you would try to get their trust as like an adult or something hire me as the freaking creepy janitor that's just always around <laughs> Or the cafeteria, the lunch lady. That I love that. Here's the gossip as they're going through the lunch line. That is a great point. I love that because you wouldn't be, you wouldn't have to or intermingle the with them in that way. You know, it's just something like someone where kind you of forgettable can, like, in the hear background. Hear the whispers of people mm -hmm. and like figure stuff out that way. But you're not trying to get any dirt. It's just more to like explain like the culture of high school. Right. This movie wanted to no literally gossip. expose them. Yeah. And you're like, let's just talk about what kids are doing these days, which yeah. she did in the first article. Yeah. That's exactly what she did in the first article. And they were like, this isn't what we want. You know what I mean? It's like, so you just want kids to get in trouble, dog. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? They're yeah. kids. Leave but them I, alone. I think when you send them back as a high schooler that have to interact in a high school manner with the other high school kids, you're going to get a creepy gross movie. I agree with you. That is an excellent point. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but anything else you want to talk about? Nothing. Nothing, babe? Done with this fucking movie. You're we're done. <laughs> we've, we've shit on this movie a lot enough. I think we should wrap it up. Yeah, I agreed. I feel bad. I don't. <laughs> but this movie's creepy. It is. Yes. So, without further ado, 
Should we get into our MVPs, favorite scene, ratings, and what we would change? Yes. I don't know. You know what's scary is that when you get older, it's just, it just gets more confusing. I mean, you know, Laura, my girlfriend you met at the club? We've been going out for five years, and now she wants me to move to New York. And, you know, I mean, I should, I should do it. You know, make the commitment and grow up. I know we have our differences. You know what? I sh shouldn't be talking about this stuff with you. I'm sorry. It's nice to have someone to talk to. <laughs> Same here. Well, all I can tell you is that when you're my age, guys will be lined up around the block for you. You have to say that because you're my teacher. So my MVP for this movie is... Uh, I have a, a team, sort of. It's two people. It's Molly Shannon, who played... Josie's best friend and co-worker at the newspaper place and John C. Riley, who played Gus Strauss also uh, Josie's boss they save this movie and all of the comedy that doesn't come from her being a pathetic mess comes from them being absolutely hilarious they are just existing as humans adult humans who are funny in an adult human way <laughs> so those are my MVPs mm -hmm. and what's your favorite oh, you, you oh, let me do my MVP I guess I would also say that it's funny because we literally did not talk about them at all. We, we watched this movie a week ago, and when it ended, we've n we have never been that silent after a movie. No, we're always we didn't trying want to talk about it. No, like it <laughs> do you know how hard it is, guys, when we watch a movie? Because Cass and I love to talk about shit like this, especially me. Uh, but she, like, we talk about these things, and do you know how hard it is for us to keep our mouths shut, like especially after certain movies, like. Um, Scream and Knock at a Cabin, we waited days to talk about these movies and we were chomping at the bits, like telling each other, no, stop, don't talk about it. With this movie, it ended and we just went about our day. Yeah. Like it was fucking over and we were just done. Like but, we didn't we didn't plan any of this. We hadn't talked about any of this. So my MVP, even though we haven't talked about them this entire podcast, is Anita, yes. who is Josie Geller's BFF at the office. Sorry if you can hear our dogs. They are <laughs> whining. At, at a dog outside and Brody's literally whining like a little baby he's going Aah! so hey buddy it's all good the outside you're inside relax as you were saying um yeah so we didn't talk about Anita at all but it's only honestly because the rest of this movie is just despicable yeah that there's more to talk about there but Anita is she's hilarious mm -hmm. she's just a good time gal and she's funny and it's funny because it's appropriate because mm -hmm. she's not trying to act as a high schooler right. all of her humor is adult humor because she's an adult yes agreed that's exactly why it's funny yes and it contrasts so well with like the not funny kid stuff yes so my favorite scene in the movie though because we have to pick favorite scene i don't like genuinely racked my brain for this and i'm only saying this answer because i mentioned it already and i don't have to think of another scene it is when her brother uh, David Arquette's character goes back to school and eats all the coleslaw out of the bag and then dumps it on his head and he just goes I'm the coleslaw king or some shit yeah. like that like that made me chuckle but even then still it's so forgettable that I genuinely don't even remember what he says in that scene yeah I just know he ate a bunch of coleslaw like a 10 pound bag of coleslaw mm -hmm. that's it I personally like all of the scenes when they flash back to the office and see and they're like watching yeah. her like a TV show and they have snacks and Anita's just like 
having a great yeah. old time. Like the whole gang, like everyone in the office, like the, it gets every time they flash back to the office watching her. It gets her, more and more and more. There's people. more and more people because she's wearing a camera and they can watch the live feed. And it gets more and more and more until everybody eventually in the office is just sitting in this tiny little room. And that is just absolutely priceless. That shit's hilarious. So my rating on this movie... Did you do your scene? Oh my god. Yeah, the, the office people. Okay. So my rating for this movie... We're going to do something new here too. We're going to give our ratings and then we're going to give the Letterbox community rating. So my rating for this movie is one and a half kisses. This is more like a peck you get from someone that you just like... Your grandmother pecked you on the lips and you're like, ew. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. So yeah, that's my... That's, that's it. No thanks. One and a half. No thanks. Yes, I would have to agree. I'll give it one and a half kisses. You're really going to give this one and a half kisses? I will probably never watch this movie again. Yeah, no, I'd never And I'm again. someone that usually watches movies over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Because I know I'll like it. I don't like finding new movies. <laughs> in case I don't like it. Because, like, this happens. But, this, like, this happens. <laughs> and I would probably never, ever put this movie back on again. Because the more that I sit and think about it, the grosser it makes me feel. Yeah. I'm actually am surprised that you're giving it one and a half. I thought you'd go like two I've and never half. rated anything that low. Never? Really? In your whole life? Crazy. <laughs> I have. Trust me. There are worse know, movies. Yeah. There are worse movies than this. But this is almost as bad as they get. Yeah. So, Cass, what does Letterboxd have to say? Letterboxd gave it a 2.6. 2.6. How many ratings does it have? How many people have rated this movie? 147,000 people have rated this movie. And it has a 2.6. And, and it has a 2.6. We liked it a lot less than some, than, than most people, it seems. But it, it is a consensus that it is a not good movie. I would love to I would love to read some of the reviews for this movie. Please We've do. We've never done that We've before. We've never done that, but I need you to. Yeah. But when it. I was just looking through this before we started this, I was like... You yeah these are these are spot on. I did read it. So this is cursed Kirst, moon stars. <laughs> the little emojis. Kirsty <laughs> moon emoji star emoji. That's hilarious. Um, said every relationship in this movie is a fucking lawsuit waiting to happen. Amen, Kirsty moon stars emoji people person. Absolutely. Yes. Pilot literally gave this zero stars. Wow. And said, everyone in this movie should be in prison. Agreed. Quite literally agreed. Her boss even pedals her out and tells her to go do this shit. It's like, you should also be in jail, sir. And I know I just said that my favorite scene was them watching the camera feed. But that could honestly be illegal, too. Yeah. They're watching camera feed of high school age children. Right, who don't know they're being recorded. Who don't know they're being recorded. Oh, so so creepy. So we gotta stop talking about this movie before we make it even worse. (laughs) Um, Read, Read one more, read one more. Let's see. Pick a good one. This would have been cute if her teacher wasn't visibly disappointed when he found out she wasn't a minor after <laughs> slow dancing with her at prom. Oh, God. So, Schools should make this mandif- mandatory viewing as a screening process for teachers, and anyone who roots for their relationship should not pass go, not collect $200, and be immediately <laughs> sent to jail. Who wrote that? That's great. That is Ely. Shout out to Ely. That that is a fantastic and very succinct review. Thank you. That is perfect. That is quite literally the best review I've ever heard. Yes. It was just bad. Yeah, that was terrible. Just absolutely terrible. (laughs) She went in on these people. She went in. They. I don't know who they are, but they went in on these people. This movie should be in no lists. Agreed. 
Unless it's a bad list. Unless uh, it's a, the most inappropriate right, movies of all time. Right. So last thing on this is I have to change something. It would be making this movie at all. Yeah. Just don't make it. If I would have to change anything, it would be every single relationship. In Just go movie. watch 21 Jump Street or Mean Girls. Pick one. This is a combination of Mean Girls and 21 Jump Street. <laughs> Just go watch both of those. They're much better. Yes. So you would change it. You would change. You would just be like, you're done too. All the relationships. Yeah. yeah okay. Need cool. To, need, to, need to be redone. Awesome. I'm glad that we agree. I'm glad. <laughs> just that we agree. rewrite the script. Yeah. Please. <laughs> because nice. this is just inappropriate in every aspect. No relationship in this makes sense or is legal. <laughs> Correct. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> okay. Our podcast has come to an end, and. Like and follow. This is Kyle's part. I can't do it. Kyle, you have to do this part. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. That's pretty much a whole episode right there. There's nothing good we can say about this movie. Don't watch this. So when you do go watch a movie after this, uh, pick anything else. There is a movie. It is about five hours long, and it is called Paint Drying. It is quite literally five hours of paint drying on wall. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a brick wall. And uh, go watch that. It's much better than this. So with that, yeah, go watch a paint dry. I need you to say, like, subscribe, follow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's guessing. Like, subscribe, and follow. <laughs> <laughs>